Good evening, brothers and sisters, ladies and mommies. I want to welcome you to another midweek service. I want to thank God for your lives. I believe you had a very wonderful day today. And I pray that as we gather together tonight, the Lord will bless each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and our God, thank you for the gathering of your people once again. Eternal Rock of Ages, we know you have a word for us today because you have purpose to bless us. I am praying that as we share of your word, our Lord and our God, make me a vessel that through which your word shall be a blessing to your people in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for everyone under my voice that none of them will go the same way they have come in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm asking for grace, our Lord and our God, upon each and every one of us, our Lord and our God, to do that which we will hear tonight. Let there be a release in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy, for everything. We bless and adore your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I'd like us to open our Bibles to um, four portions of the Bible. First of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 8 and 9. And we also look at John chapter 14, verse 16. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And then Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. First of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 8 and 9. Say, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He has despised abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. John chapter 14, verse 16. He said, I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. For ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in all Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Finally, let's go to another popular place that we have been reading for the past few weeks. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And look, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. I want to say once again that we give glory to God for this wonderful time to study at his feet in this month of loyalty in our organization. I want to especially appreciate God for the life of our General Overseer, our Father in the Lord, and Reverend Sam Aboyeji, for the wonderful outpouring of God's blessings through the various loyalty messages that we have been receiving from his ministration. I want to encourage us that we continue to remember him in prayers as we ask for more grace and more anointing upon his life to do that which the Lord has committed unto his hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, like we all know, the first school organization has been in the business of proclaiming the whole truth of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit of God for the past 65 years in Nigeria. And then every month of June affords us the opportunity to come together as a family, the first square family, to examine the path that the Lord is leading us. Especially in this present day where Christianity has become so watered down. And the month of loyalty serves as a means of internal personal examination for every Christian leader and worker within and outside the movement with a view to ensuring that we continue to rededicate ourselves to the teaching of sound 
and then the uncompromising word of God through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit of God. I want to encourage us that as we keep going on with the teachings for this month, in this month of loyalty, that we keep doing a personal re-examination of ourselves, whether we are preaching the undiluted word of God, whether the word of God that we are still living, whether we are living according to the word that God has given unto us. As a way of doing some recap concerning some of the previous teachings that we have, we have seen in the past few weeks, I want to say that to be lawyer, we have seen that to be lawyer is to be faithful, committed, and trustworthy. That when a man is lawyer, you will see him to be faithful. You will see faithfulness in him. You will see commitment in him. And you will see that he's a man and a woman that you can trust. We have also seen that God's purpose for us as believers. Please don't lose this point. Don't lose this point. And many of us are running and pursuing a lot of things that are outside the plan and purpose of God. The basic purpose of God for us as believers is to make disciples of all nations. As set forth in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20 that we just read. It says, Go ye therefore, and do what? And teach all nations. That is the commandment that he has given even unto us. He said we should baptize them and we should teach them to observe all things, whatsoever he has also taught us. And he has also, we also have a basic responsibility, like I said, to ensure that our lives and everything we do must be geared towards this making of disciples out of men and women. Everything about our lives, as we come before men, as we relate together, you must impart the life of that man and that woman to become what God wants them to be. The point we have been trying to emphasize is that we need to become mission conscious. We need to become men and women that are conscious of mission, the mission of going to do what? To make disciples. We need to become driven by a passion for lost souls and a strong desire to draw men and women to the Lord through Jesus Christ especially in a time like this. We will soon see that God never makes a mistake. We may be looking at the things that are happening around us, the, the challenges and the emergencies that we have around us. I want us to know that God is using them to work out something. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, a verse we have been using also, it says, All things work together for good for them that love the Lord. And I pray that even the challenging times that we find ourselves, you will not lose your vision of carrying out the mission of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Now the theme of the, for this year's loyalty mode, like we have seen, is abounding grace for abundant harvest. Abounding grace for abundant harvest. The harvest we have seen is ripe. Ah, it's urgently awaiting to be harvested. And we all have a mandate to go out to do what to invest these souls for the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you know, like we saw last week, the, the cheering news is that God has provided all the resources of abounding grace that we need for this assignment. Beloved, you don't have any excuse. I don't have any excuse. He has made all grace to abound. According to Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, He has made all grace to abound so that Having no sufficiency in all things, we may abound unto good works. Tonight, we want to take a look at the abounding grace that the Holy Spirit offers for abundant harvest. The topic for tonight is the, is the abounding grace that the Holy Spirit offers for abundant harvest. And then we're going to be having a doing a special emphasis on the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives that will make us to a Keep enjoying the ever-increasing grace of God as we remain faithful and loyal to God. We shall, by the grace of God, be examining the topic under two sub-headings. The first one is the revelation of the abounding grace through the Holy Spirit for the harvest. The revelation of the abounding grace, the grace that has come through the Holy Spirit for the harvest. And then we go to and look at the role. What is the role of the Holy Spirit 
the Holy Spirit that God has given to believers is not just to begin to show off, it's not to show to others that you have such power and grace upon your life. It is actually to do what? To, to, to preach the word of God so that souls will be invested for it. So let's go to the first part, which is the revelation of the abounding grace through the Holy Spirit of God for this harvest that we are talking about. Now, like we have seen, the abounding grace that we are talking about is all about the power and the ability of God operating through us so that we can be effectively work in whatever capacity, whatever calling God has given to us, put in our lives to carry out. In other words, we need the power of God flowing and operating through us if we are going to achieve the real success in the Lord. And then that power, I want you to know, is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power that God has made available for us to be able to accomplish the assignment God has committed unto our hands, which is the abounding grace we are talking about, is the power of the Holy Spirit. Too many Christians are trying to reach all their goals and aspirations. Many of them are operating out of their own strength. They are doing it with their own strength instead of relying on the strength that has been made available for us. And I always tell people that the arm of flesh will always fail you. Apart from the fact that it will not be able to take you very far, and you will soon find out that it will fail you. We need God's divine grace and power flowing through us if we are going to become everything is calling us to be. For us to become everything is calling us to be, we need the grace of God. We need the power of God flowing through us. I'd like us to open our Bibles to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, And he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Listen, not by might. It's not going to be by might. It's not going to be not by power. It's not going to be by your power. He says, but by my spirit, see the Lord of hosts. It's going to be by the spirit of God. If we don't learn to rely on the spirit of God, we will not be able to go very far. If we don't learn to rely on God's spirit that he has made available for us. And then in verse 7, that verse 7 tells us how that spirit comes. He says, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt be made a plain. And it shall bring forth the earth stone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto thee. So the abounding grace comes through what? Through the Holy Spirit of God. Very, very important. There is no child of God who will be able to go very far and accomplish God's purpose if he doesn't if he has not made up his mind to rely on the Holy Spirit that God has made available for his church. Now, number two is that this Holy Spirit remains a fresh fire. We all need to manifest the absolute authority and power over the works of sin and the devil in times like this. We all are aware of the things that are happening. There's so much confusion around us. Neighbors are confused. Government is confused. Our bosses are confused. The only way for deliverance to come is for us to do what? rely on the Holy Spirit of God for a fresh fire so that we can manifest the word, the absolute authority and power of God in a time like this, over sin, over sickness, over oppression that the people of God are going through. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 16 from verse 7 to 14. John chapter 16 from verse 7 to 14. John chapter 16, from verse 7 to 14. Say, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus was speaking to the disciples that if I don't go away, the comforter will not come. The comforter is the Holy Spirit of God that God has made available for us. And what is the Holy Spirit of God supposed to do? He said, and when he comes, verse 8, he will reprove the word of what? Of sin and of righteousness and of what? And of judgment. The work of the Holy Spirit is to reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. 
of sin because they believe not on him. And he says of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more. He says and of judgment because the prince of this world is what? Is judged. I have yet many things to do or to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them. I'll bet when he, the spirit of truth, the only spirit is the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you the things to come. Verse 14, he said, He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he shall, and shall show it unto you. He said, All things that the Father has asked are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take, take of me, of mine, and shall show it unto you. Verse 16, he said, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, ye shall see me. He said, Because I go to my Father. So that's the that's that's the work of the Holy Spirit of God. Is it to reprove the world of sin, or of righteousness, and of what and of judgment? Is the Spirit of Truth, when He will guide us into all truth, and He will not speak of Himself, but He will do what He will glorify the Father. With the Holy Spirit of God, we become full of zeal and the anointing of God, so that we become fully equipped for the challenge of preaching the gospel and directing men and women to Christ. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. You need the anointing that comes with the Holy Ghost and power to be able to do what? Look at what he did. He said, who went about doing good? Number one, to be able to do good, to be able to heal all that are oppressed of the devil. To be able to heal all that are oppressed of the devil. You can there is a lot of sickness all over the place. Beloved, it is not for us to become afraid. It's not for us to begin to run away. It is for us to begin to do what become sources, men and women God is going to use to bring healing in the land. He said, he said, for God was with him. God was with Jesus because the Holy Spirit of God was with him. The Holy Spirit of God is the presence of God in our lives. Uh, you know, at this particular point in time, the disciples were worried about what was going to happen in the absence of the Master. And then Jesus was teaching them how they were going to live their lives in love, how they should live their lives in love, assuring them that he would pray to the Father who will send them another comforter, another comforter. And uh, Jesus was a comforter when he was with them, at the point he was going to go back to the Father, he said, I am going, but I will send to you another comforter. He said, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me, and he shall bear witness. The Holy Spirit of God will help us to bear witness, because he has been with me. From the beginning. So, number three, um, in terms of revelation of the abounding grace of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God for the abundant harvest, is that the Holy Spirit does a lot of things in the life of a believer. The Spirit's function was to provide what? Power for witness worldwide. That's why we read Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, And ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then uh, the purpose of that power that comes by the Spirit of God is that so that we can become what? We can become witnesses unto him, uh, uh, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. In our, in our immediate environment and uh, neighborhood and uh, far, far away all, all over the world. Uh, the Holy Spirit has been given to us, beloved, so that we can be witnesses of what the Lord has done in our lives. I want us to know and we keep emphasizing it that the mission of the church is to spread the news of God's redemption. Jesus came for a singular purpose to redeem the world. And our mission as a church must be to spread this news of God's redemption. And the Holy Spirit is the one that fans us up. We're going to see the details shortly for mission fire. It fishes out men and women who will become 
helps men for the work of the mission. He feeds the believer for what? For mission work. And then is the one that will further the frontiers of, um, of this mission work that we are talking about. The Holy Spirit is the one that results in our being witnesses. If we are going to become witnesses for Christ, it's the Holy Spirit of God that will help us. Look at that verse 14 again. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. We cannot be good witnesses. We will not be able to manifest the glory of God. Every time we preach the word of God, the, the glory of God will only be manifested. He said the Spirit of God was present to heal and to deliver. If the Holy Spirit of God is not present, we will not be able to do what we will not be able to witness effectively for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The reason why the church, and that's the reason why the church is not witnessing today, it is because we have relegated the Holy Spirit of God to the background. The reason why we are not working, we are not, we are not effectively witnessing and um, uh, making use of the optimal, optimally of the power and authority God has made available for us is due to the relegation of the Holy Spirit to the background. A lot of teachings and messages that we hear today are purely motivational. They are purely psychological, philosophical. And all they do is just to, to satisfy this body, to take care of this body. We hear them, we are lifted up, and the moment we leave that place, we suddenly find out that the grace and the power that we need, which comes from the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God, is absent. Um, and we, we, we are taught every day, but we still lack the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is because the Word of God, we are not emphasizing the Word of God and, the, and, the, and what the Holy Spirit can do for us to become what? genuine witnesses who are empowered in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then number four, I want to also add in terms of this revelation that there are very many today and all they are interested in in the church is on, on financial and material blessings. And all the church is doing today is giving to them what they want. Giving to them what they want. The church is not a business center. The church is not a place to come gathered, make acquaintances. Those things are the things that will be added. They seek him first, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. The kingdom of God is what is paramount. And the kingdom of God comes by the preaching of the word of God. And that is what we should be emphasizing as pastors, as leaders, as men and women who have become saved. That is what we should be emphasizing. And I'm saying tonight that it will only be possible when we allow the Holy Spirit of God to be at work in our lives. If we continue to, to emphasize things that are the addition, the result will be raising men and women who though they are getting blessed by the day, they are, they are building houses, they are buying vehicles, but they lack the spiritual power to face the enemy. And you can see all that is happening all over the place today with this arrow that the enemy has shot. And, uh, and you, are, you are seeing Christians who cannot sleep in the night uh, for fear of cockroaches and rats. And uh, you are seeing Christians who cannot stand and witness for Christ. They can't stand and witness for Christ. Apostle Paul, look at what Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Romans chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. He says, So, as much as it's in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. There are many believers who are ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that does what that believeth, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. Apostle Paul is not, was not ashamed of doing what? Of preaching the gospel. And that should be the word. The power of God will not come if we don't go out and preach the gospel. In Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 8, I also want to, to read it, verse 38. It says, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my works in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father 
with the holy angels. I pray that God will not be ashamed of us in the mighty name of Jesus. This month of loyalty to Christ calls for a re-examination. Beloved, as you hear these messages, I want you to re-examine your life. I want you to re-examine your life. Are you still fulfilling the basic purpose of discipling men? Is your life drawing men and women to Christ or is driving them away? Do you still have a place for the Holy Spirit in your life? Or your life has become filled with anger? Your life has become filled with the challenges of this world? At a time like this, in this month of loyalty, I want you to re-examine yourself and make up your mind to turn back to God and His saving grace. And the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to go to the second part of this teaching, which is the role of the Holy Spirit for abundant harvest. Don't forget we have seen the revelation of the abounding grace through the Holy Spirit of God for the harvest. And number one, the abounding grace that we are talking about is the power and ability of God that is operating in our lives through the Holy Spirit of God. And then number two, the Holy Spirit of God remains the fresh fire that we all need to manifest the absolute authority and power of God. Number three, we have also seen that the Holy Spirit of God uh, does a lot of things in our lives, which that's what we want to look at now, the road. And then number four, we are saying that because the church has, has moved away from what should be the basics, and we are facing very serious challenges of raising believers who cannot stand to witness. I want to, to also go to the second part, which is the role of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we will be examining the various roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives concerning the work of missions. The work of missions for what? For abundant harvest. And we are going to be seeing them in four different parts. Number one, that the Holy Spirit is supposed to fan up the mission fire. The Holy Spirit is supposed to fan up the mission fire. Uh, I want us to know that mission fire started at what? On the day of Pentecost. At, at the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 to 4. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a mighty sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Revival in the church started after this episode. The disciples went out and they began to preach the word of God. Unfortunately, the church today enters into one spiritual slumber and lukewarmness from time to time. Today we are on fire, tomorrow we are down. But I want to, I want to encourage us in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Paul was speaking to the church in Ephesus. And he was telling them, he said, Wherefore is yet awake thou that what? That sleepest. Beloved, as many who are sleeping under my voice, sleeping spiritually, God is saying this morning that it is time to wake up. It is time to arise from the dead so that Christ can give us what? Light. And uh, we see in the book of Revelations, chapter 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 three, Revelations chapter three, from verses fifteen to sixteen. I know thy works. Jesus was speaking to the church in Laodicea. He said, "I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would that thou were hot or cold." God was telling them, "I I wish you were hot or cold." There is no room for lukewarmness. We must run away from, from lukewarmness. Because for everyone that is lukewarm, look at what it says in verse 16. It says, So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. I pray that I will not be spewed out of the mouth 
of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. So I want to say that the, the fire at Pentecost needs to be found up again and again from time to time if the church must continuously be on fire for the Lord. Nothing happens. A, a lot of things that we see happening today, I want you to know that they are not happening without the knowledge of God. God knows everything that is happening. At times, God allows a release of fire through persecution or pandemic. We have seen it in the Bible where through persecution, through a pandemic, people are drawn back to know him. People are drawn back to their calling again and again. I want us to look at Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 from 10 to from 10 to 30, 31. I will just read some few verses because of time and then we'll probably in our own quiet times take them from there. You see, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias and to him said the Lord in a, in a vision. Ananias, and he said, he said, Behold, I am here. Lord, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called straight. Now, this story is a story we know very well. How God spoke to a man to go and meet Paul, who God wanted to use um, for, for, for himself. And in Acts chapter 8, too, when we look at Acts chapter 8, we would have seen certain things God did there, which brought about this persecution came. And that brought about the work of the spreading of the gospel. So God can use persecutions, God can use pandemics like we are in now to do what? To, to push us out to, to spread the gospel. He doesn't do those things to make us to begin to hide. That is the difference between a, a believer that has been found up by the Holy Spirit of God and another one who does not really uh, know what he's doing in the Lord. I want to say very quickly that there are also God can also use divine, diverse, spectacular miracles. The miracles we see or God does through us is not to make us to begin to see ourselves as one mighty man and one mighty woman of God. It is actually to do or to draw men to know Him and to spread the word of God. He can also do a true divine vision for the work. God can decide to give us a vision um, um, concerning His work. Like we see in Acts chapter 16, verse 19. Can we open our Bibles? Acts chapter 16, verse 19. It says, And when his masters now uh, saw that the hope of their gates was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and threw him into the marketplace unto the rulers. And we need to give missions a place in our lives by allowing the Holy Spirit to reawaken the power of God. And that has been deposited inside of us. I want you to know that as a believer, God's power has been deposited into your life. And all you need to do, if you don't find it up, it will be latent. It will just be there. It will not be doing anything. And at the time, it will look as if you are powerless. I want you to fire it up through prayers. I want you to fire it up through going out to do what? To carry out the assignment that God has given to us. In our own um, um, family, for instance, we have decided to meet every night, 45 minutes to one hour, to pray. Because we see that the fire is going down. We need to fan up the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. And I want to encourage other families. This is not the time to say there is no church and you are sleeping all through. It's a deceit of the devil. I want you to make up your mind that that which the Holy Spirit of God has put in your heart, in your life, to do what? To, 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 for, for the purpose of this uh, abundant harvest that he has given even unto us, will not become dead in the mighty name of Jesus. Apart from finding, up, finding us, the believer up for, for the work of missions, the Holy Spirit, number two, also fires out mission as men, men and women who are going to be in the forefront of this work of missions. I want you to know that every mission front needs a yes man or leader. It needs a point man who will be in front, who will give direction when the people are weary, who will encourage them. And what the Holy Spirit does many times is to fish them out. It is the one that fishes them out. 
And we will we, we know some of the stories in Acts chapter 10, we are in Acts chapter 11, where the Holy Spirit of God singled out Peter as the ex-man for the Jewish mission, and then singled out Paul for, for, for what? For the Gentile mission. Let's look at Galatians chapter, Galatians chapter 2 from verse 7 to 8. Galatians chapter 2 from verse 7 to 8. For contrawise, when they saw the gospel of this uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of circumcision was committed unto Peter. So, very well. Look, God has called us out to preach to all manner of men. What Paul was saying there, but on a, on a long-term basis, over time, you just see yourself that God has actually called you out to do what? To reach out to a particular group of people. I know, for instance, that God has called me to do what? To minister, to reach out to men and women all over the globe. But primarily for today is Atebe. So that's what also Paul was trying to say here. Paul to the Gentiles, Peter to the Jews. And every one of us must become clear. That's the way God works. He is the one that will fire up its men and put them in the position that they are supposed to be. And we have seen them even in our contemporary lives. We have seen men and women such as Amazing for McPherson, who God raised along the line fired them up through the Holy Spirit of God. And we can see the miracles. We have seen John Wesley's. We have seen them, um, the Phoenix who are led powerful, fresh evangelistic trust through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And I want to say that you too can be the next in line. What do you have in your hand? Every one of us has one thing or the other that the Holy Spirit is looking for to make you useful in the vineyard of God. And then the third thing we want to look at, apart from finding us, apart from firing us, is that the Holy Spirit of God fills us up for mission. The Holy Spirit of God fills us up for mission. I want to say that the Holy Spirit fills the believer for what? For mission work. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Ephesians chapter 5 says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is essence, but be filled with the Spirit. Beloved, I want to say today as believers, we are not supposed to be filled with wine, but with uh, what? With the Spirit of God. You know, there are still some believers in our midst who are still arguing whether to, is it good to drink? Is it not good to, for your belly and for this and for that? I want to say that you can see it very clearly. You are not supposed, instead of looking, seeking to be filled with wine. The expectation of heaven is that you be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God is the one that fills a believer, not wine. He equips us with what? With gifts and fruits to meet the needs of the mission work. In some cases, He will, he will give us the what? The fruits that we need. That is what Christian character that people will see and they will see the light of God in us. I want to do what? I want to follow the God that we are calling upon. It could be some by some giftings that can help us to demonstrate the power of God even when we go for the work of missions, even when we go to preach the word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1 to 11, it talks about the various gifts of the Holy Spirit of God. That is what the Holy Spirit manifest when the child of God is filled with the Spirit of God. And in Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23, we can also see the fruits that God has put inside of us so that we can be, the, the, our, our character can manifest the light of God that He has shown even in us. The Holy Spirit of God fills men for mission. He fills others to give for the work of mission. And it feels some to go for their work. There are some of them, some of us, all we are going to be doing is to give. It feels us to give. Some of us, it feels us to go. And some of us, it, gives us, it feels us to grow. And I want to say tonight, where do you feed? You are not supposed to sit down doing nothing. You should either be giving, you should either be groaning, and you should either be, be, be going. And you can even be doing the three. Because that is God's expectation for every one of us. 
as children of the living God. And then number four, finally, of the role of the Holy Spirit is that he furthers mission frontiers. It's the only Spirit of God that furthers the frontiers of the mission. If this work of God is going to increase in our hands, it is going to come by the Spirit of God. I want us to know that as the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ draws nearer, the Holy Spirit of God is expanding and extending the frontiers of God's kingdom. And that is why you are needed. That is why I am needed at a time like this. The coming of the Lord is very, very near. It's very, very imminent. And I'm praying for you that you will begin to see the light of what we are talking about and ensure that you play your role. Can we open our Bibles to, to Daniel chapter 4, verse 3. Daniel chapter 4, verse 3. It says, How great are his signs. The signs are clear. They are great. They are all over the place. And how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion is from generation to generation. God's dominion is from generation to generation. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And when we also look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. It says, Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is imminent. Um, about 30 years ago, there are many things we see today that 30 years ago, if they told you it will happen. For instance, it was a taboo to preach the gospel in Russia. But today, all these have changed because of what? Because of the Holy Spirit of God that is enlarging and expanding the frontiers of evangelism. The world is spreading so fast across ethnic and uh, people group and breaking religious, political, and social barriers and nations. And we need to have a vision that will help us to drive this word of God, that will break through our immediate environment. I want to encourage you, the work that God has given to us is the work of missions. The work that God has given to us is the work of soul winning. We can only do it like we are seeing when we depend on the Holy Spirit of God to fan us, to fire us up, to also make available for us the enlargement of what of, of territories that He wants us to, apart from filling us up as believers for the work. In conclusion, I want to say very quickly that tonight we have seen the revelation of this abundant grace through the Holy Spirit of God for the abundant harvest. And every time we talk about abundant grace, I want you to know that we are talking about the power and the authority God has made available to us. And it is through the Holy Spirit of God, it's through the Holy Spirit of God that we can talk about what? The power and the authority and the abounding grace God has made available to us. Because it's not a God that will send us on a mission without backing us up. We must be caught up with a mission fire that is being fanned up around the world by the Holy Spirit of God. We must surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. The church must begin to flow in the Spirit of God. We must be awakened and be sensitive to the demand He places on us in achieving divine purpose of God for our generation. What we are seeing today are men who are relying on the flesh. The arm of flesh, will, apart from the fact that it will make us to be afraid, will not be able to get to where God has proposed us to get to. I want to encourage you today, brothers and sisters, don't be an onlooker. Don't say I'm not a pastor. Don't say I'm not a leader. God has put inside of you a man and a woman he wants to, to use to fulfill his divine purpose. Christianity is not just coming to church. And that's what we are seeing. We are not going to church now. We are not having services. The church building is closed. But look, we are still Christians apart from going to church. And I should tell you that Christianity is more than just going to church. It is what? It is becoming men and women who will witness the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the people we come across on a daily basis. So that on that day, Christ will do what? When he begins to ask us for souls that we have won for him, we'll be able to point to men and women who have come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he will say unto you, he will say unto me, well done, 
good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my rest. My sincere prayer today is that you will not be found wanting in the name of Jesus. If you are really a child of God, I want you to know if you, uh, for you to be loyal, you must make up your mind to go out and do this particular assignment God has given to us. Because the coming of the Lord is very, very near. The coming of the Lord is imminent. And I pray that you will not be a disappointment. I will not be a disappointment in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to take time to go through and uh, discuss some of the things we have had that you have had from me today. And then, most essentially, I want us to discuss the consequences of the church not giving the Holy Spirit the place to operate in our lives. There are consequences. The church is what it is today because we have not allowed the Holy Spirit of God to operate in our lives. I want you to bow down your head before we begin to discuss and say, Baba, thank you for your word that I have had. We give you all the praise for your word that has come our way today. And we are praying by the authority of your word, eternal rock of ages, that this word that we have had will not count against us. But the Holy Spirit of God, you will help us through your spirit, through your spirit, our Lord and our God, to go all out to become witnesses for you. Are you there? You have not received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want you to pray. He said, if you will ask, he will give it to you. I want you to pray and say, Holy Spirit of God, I need you in my life. Come into my life. Come and take over my life. Come and be the Lord and the Savior of my life. Come and do the things that you are purposed to do, even in my life. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Daddy, for everything. Blessed be your name alone. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.